Hello out there in podcast land. Welcome to the Retirement Coach Podcast. I'm Mike Keenan, your host, and today's edition is called Dress for Success. Our eldest daughter and I enjoy a standing joke regarding attire, and we often engage in political talks that get rather weighty. Whenever we get into these deep discussions, towards the end, I feel compelled to sum up and conclude the issue with some distilled wisdom derived from my many years on this planet. Most seniors share such a valid desire to impart such sage advice to their progeny. Unfortunately, after a certain age, in my case when she was seven years old, they, our children, no longer care to listen to our pearls of wisdom. I usually say to my daughter, just remember this, and then I always pause for dramatic effect, but she knows what's coming. I follow up with these three words, dress for success. Sometimes I start the routine with a mere wink and announce three words, and she will beat me to the punchline. I know, Dad. Dress for success. I don't know how the routine started, but it cracks us both up. It might date back to our wilderness canoeing days when after vigorous portages, hauling canoes in huge packs containing our food and gear, we looked at each other, observed the sweat, grime, and mud, and laughed about how appealing we appeared, yet how much fun we were having. I miss those canoe trips the true measure of how you stack up with one another, given that your needs are microscopically reduced to food, shelter, a fire, and lots of paddling, with plenty of time to share thoughts amidst beautiful surroundings. I think most problems of the world might be remedied by wilderness canoe trips. I would place an Israeli and a Palestinian in a canoe together. No arguments about who sits in the stern or the bow. The stern steers a canoe so they would take turns. They would sleep in the same tent, cook and eat the same meals, and when everything was reduced to this simple harmony, their attitudes about coexistence would inevitably improve. On our many journeys through Canada's impressive Algonquin Park, we encountered groups composed of youth at risk being exposed to this very formula. It seems far better than prison walls, don't you think? Getting back to the wardrobe issue, in the wilderness there's no need for spiffy clothes or makeup. One becomes utilitarian and pragmatic. Perhaps this is from where I derive my fashion sense, which often causes my spouse to shake her head. I can't begin to tell you the number of times that I have bounded downstairs from our bedroom, freshly showered and clothed, and ready to drive over to socialize with friends, and she takes one look at me and utters the one definitive word, No. I point at my pants, and she nods, yes. I point at my shirt and ask, this too? And she nods, yes. Upstairs, I return to find more suitable attire. Alas, without my spouse's sage advice, the neighbors might talk. Twice each year, she insists that I try on everything that I own and discard what no longer fit. The Diabetes Foundation loves our house, whose coordinates are permanently imprinted on the GPS of all of their truck. They call regularly to inform us of pickup days, and my spouse invariably leaves a bag or two, or sometimes three, for them waiting at the door. Soon after we married, she quickly observed that I have no sense of style. Pretty much every day I now ask, what do you think I should wear? Often I might say, do you think jeans are okay for the wine tasting party? I know it's a stretch, but she might say yes. 
Most wives do not understand a man's reluctance to part with old tarnished garments. It's like abandoning a well-worn leather baseball mitt that through many seasons has become an integral part of your hand. As I say this, I can actually smell the intoxicating scent of leather from my old mitt. After we married and I made a few solo clothing purchases, that procedure was quickly terminated and I was grounded from clothes shopping. Do you realize that what you wear reflects on me? My spouse asked. Do you know how dumb you look when you wear your baseball hat in a restaurant? She pressed. Let's move from the Three Stooges footwear to something spiffier, she advised me. Wearing your old Western University football socks will not impress the ladies anymore, she intoned. I felt totally uncool and betrayed. From then on, when I needed new clothes, my spouse was right there at my side. My purchasing style, like my fashion sense, differs greatly from hers. My fashion credo is not derived from Calvin Klein. It's more an emphasis on bigger is better and the more the merrier. Also, any purchase should be completed within five minutes tops. If I find something that works, I rationalize that it's wise to purchase four more of that specific item. Accordingly, I have excess shoes I have not worn for 20 or more years. The final word on clothes goes to Mark Twain, who once remarked, Clothes make the man. Naked people have little or no influence on society. I don't think the famous author was aware of foreign movies. Without much attire, Brigitte Bardot always made quite an impact on me. If you want to know about the exciting life of a retiree, listen to more podcasts here. Those with puzzling questions about retirement can contact me at mjk6648 at gmail.com. And don't forget about my book, Don't Ever Quit, a journal of coping with crisis and nourishing spirit, available in paperback and as an ebook from Amazon. I'm Mike Keenan, your retirement coach. It's my hope that these podcasts might inspire a chuckle or two. Life confronts us with many adversities as we age. To cope with these setbacks, it's best to cultivate a sense of humor. Laughter is a powerful ally. It can take down crooked leaders, corrupt officials, and even inspire hope. That's what the Retirement Coach Podcasts are all about. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and tune in again next week.